welcome to the show. Well, welcome to All the Balls Week 84. Connor Howe is back. Connor, everyone, everyone's been asking where you've been. Oh, it's been a, it's a pleasure to be back. Jake Platter had some errands to do tonight, so unfortunately he couldn't make it. But it's an MLB season special, so we didn't need him really anyways. No, he'll be calling in for a little bit. Oh, but here Jake, we go. And yeah, Jesus, I'm, he must have been watching. He was either watching or stalking us. But Jake Platter, a special guest all the way from Weymouth, Massachusetts. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Are we, are we live? Yeah, about five seconds in. I said, I thought you were stalking us. Yeah, must be a very sick one. Well, before we get to our MLB season preview, because you can just hang up when we start doing that unless you want to stay on the phone. But... No, I'm going to hang up. Jake, we had a Final Four that just happened, and what's your first thought when I mentioned Final Four? Hey, I mean, why can't we have five, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah five. seriously. <laughs> That's cool. um, but Final Four, you know, it's it's like one shining moment. It's that It's that top of the the upper echelon however you want to say those words of uh of college basketball and then it it uh it, it you know it wasn't it wasn't the most exciting final four but you know when, when you get one good game out of it you can't complain right hell yeah i mean it's 50 50 right you're probably gonna get one you might get two you might get none and you know what that the one game that we did get it's gonna go down as one of the top games in final four history in my opinion that was unbelievable yeah, that was- we got Mike Kelly joining us here at May East. Welcome to All the Balls. We're live What's for up, our all show. The balls, What's up? Fans? How we doing? Thanks for joining us. I'll talk to you later tonight. But I'm um, sorry, Jake. We just had a special guest walk in. But yeah, that Duke North Carolina game was incredible. It really oh, was. I was, ta- I was talking about Kansas Villanova. Oh, you thought the Kansas Villanova game was good? No. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, let's get to that game first. Um, no one. I wasn't really too surprised with the result. I don't know if you were Connor. I don't know if you were Jake, but. Kansas really dominated that game from tip to finish. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't very surprised. I think it was something we discussed last week. Um, no Justin Moore, and it, it, it just was, you know, an obstacle that they could not overcome. Um, I thought, I thought, you know, two fully healthy lineups would have been a, a tight contest, and you know, missing what some would argue is is Villanova's best player was a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, they didn't really stand a chance once you found out that Mora wasn't a go. Um, I mean, it was going to be a tough stretch as it was. Villanova's got Villanova I like a lot, but, I mean, they just didn't match up well against McCormick that well. Um, and, I mean, that's not a shot against Nova. A lot of people did. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, but that's why this championship game was so enticing, and we'll get to it, obviously, but, yeah. I kind of figured if Nova wasn't, you know, lights out from three, they were going to get blown out in this game or they were going to lose pretty comfortably because McCormack's going to do his thing down low, and he did. And then off of that, Kansas did whatever they wanted. Yeah, Villanova, oh, you can... Abaji, Abaji was on another level, and and I, I don't even think they needed him to do that in that mm-hmm. game. Um, I think Connor is exactly right. Nova was an undersized team that, you know, played up, played tight D, but... They hadn't really seen a true big throughout the tournament. And I, I don't have all the love in the world for McCormick. Obviously, in the Final Four and in the final game, he stepped up and, and had some great performances. But it was just a mismatch of, of size there. They just didn't have anyone that could go toe-to-toe with him. And 
And, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that teams that win the rebound battle have a huge advantage, and, and that was very apparent for Kansas against Nova. Yeah, and I think you could argue that Villanova's best player throughout the tournament was probably Justin Moore. Gillespie was kind of off for those first couple games. And then you lose Justin Moore in the game before that, and most of everyone's hope was lost for Villanova because they, didn't, they just didn't match up with Kansas, whether it was at the center spot with Eric Dixon going up against McCormick. It was a complete mismatch. And Colin Gillespie did get 17, but when you're missing Justin Moore, you're going to need a lot of other guys to step up. And Brandon Slater, to me, was really the only guy that stepped up. And to begin with, they're really only six deep to begin with. And now you right. get rid of Justin Moore and you barely have a bench. And it was a real right. problem for Villanova to match up. I don't even know if Archie Diacono played in that game. I don't think um, he did. He might have played for like one, maybe not even one minute, but got which in. I, I think is crazy because when they were completely healthy, he seemed to be the first guy off the bench um, after, after Caleb Daniels. Um, so, uh, you know, sort of surprising move. I don't know what Jay Wright was thinking to, to you know, go even shorter when your depth is limited. But it was, it was you know, I, you know, as far as Gillespie's 17, I wouldn't call it the most efficient 17. It's pretty easy to, to get points when you're, the only guy, when you're the only option you have, you know? Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. And Samuels was limited. I don't think... I understand where you're coming from, Jake, and I I think you should look at that more and say that Jay Wright was playing what he knew he had. He didn't, like he said, we didn't. He didn't have a bench. They were six guys deep to begin with. More goes down. You're you're probably five, you're five deep of guys you can trust. Everything else is a, you know, it's probably a crapshoot at the end of the day. And this is the most important game in the tournament. You you like. You can only play guys you trust at this point. If those guys like die out there, then you gotta throw those guys in. Unfortunately, they can't trust. But it's a crapshoot. But like, uh, sh- short of dying, those guys are gonna be out there. And Jay Wright did we'll what he had to do. We'll get to, to guys dying on the court, man. When we talk about this final game. Yeah, but... it'll be interesting to see what Villanova does next year too, because they get three of their five starters back next year, besides Gillespie and Jermaine Samuels. And you feel like they're still going to be pretty good because it's Villanova. But those are two of the most important players. Of course. You know, Villanova is top three. Yeah. Villanova's a tank. They're going to be top ten no matter what they do. Jay Wright knows how to recruit. He knows how to coach. They're going to be fine. Um, Well, let's get to this Duke fucking UNC game because this this was incredible. Yeah, I mean, going into the game, I told Jake, I mean, we were sitting at the Great American Pub, and we do some betting once in a while. Maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. I don't care, but, I mean, everyone does these days. But going in, I'm like, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. I, I like Duke the whole day, but then before the game started, I'm like, I don't know which way I'm leaning anymore. UNC was hot at the right time. And you know those Duke-UNC games, sometimes they're really close, like the one that we saw on Coach K Senior night. And I believe there was no lead in that game that got bigger than seven the whole way. That was an incredible game. Oh, absolutely incredible. Um, I, you know, it was... It was a very interesting matchup because, you know, your your go-to decision is most likely going to be Duke, right? You're thinking this is a star-studded unit, a lot of NBA talent. You know, people are saying the whole lineup could be first-rounders. And it's the side you want to lean on, right? But when you really get down to it, Duke was not the most defensive-minded team. They were young. They probably had a lot of, you know unwarranted confidence that led to them saying, you know, hey, all we got to do is get buckets, right, and we're, and we're going to beat this team. But throughout the entire year, UNC was a offensive-minded team, and I really don't know a team in the country that they couldn't go toe-to-toe with, and they showed it that night. 
Yeah, I completely agree, Connor. I mean, you watched that whole game. That was, that was one of the best ones of all time, in my opinion. It was. It was. And honestly, going into that game, um, I know you, UNC has built their brand basically on a run-and-gun scoring team. And Duke going into this year, I feel like the team they had this year was basically a run-and-gun scoring team. And UNC was... I mean, yeah, they scored a lot, but it was a, it was a mixed bag this season, and up the eight seed was kind of telling. But um, having Baycott down low was huge for them. Um, Monster. And I don't think I I know I underestimated it up until the Duke game because I was just it just didn't make sense to me. And he, but he game after game after game he kept coming hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. And Mark Williams got in foul trouble too. He did, and yeah. that, and you had to give credit to Baycott for that. I mean, he's, I mean, that's a that's how much of a force he was. He was an absolute monster throughout the whole tournament. I mean, he, I mean, I talked about dying on the court last segment. He literally died. Yeah, and, a couple of times. And no, then had to get revived. And yeah, but ter- but awesome player, and you know, UNC real. That was a kind of a magical team that really gave it the raw. But Caleb was, Love was the star of the show that night. They, it, it, he was the star of the show with that shot, and he. So we'll segue Caleb Love, I guess, into the final game. Yeah, yes. He's catching some heat for those last that that second half. I mean, go yeah. If you want to, Jake, you have anything more to say about the UNC Duke game? No, no, we can move to the final. Yeah, I mean, going to Caleb Love. I mean, Duke did give it all they had in that game. Obviously, the better team did win, in my opinion. And Duke was a little bit younger than UNC, which could have played a part in it. Salute, oh, salute to Coach K, though. Salute to Coach K. It was weird seeing him end, especially his season ending with two losses to North Carolina in senior day in that, that Final Four game, which is really crazy. But, yeah, going to last night, Connor, like you said, Caleb Love was so good in that game against Duke. And now last night he goes in that game. I believe his final stat line, he shot 5 for 24 last night. Ooh which was pretty bad. I looked at the box score. I think it was 5 for 24. And he was just, him and R.J. Davis, really, they both of them didn't look too comfortable. R.J. Davis had a good first half. But the main reason for that comeback, in my opinion, Kansas's defensive intensity in the second half, I've never seen anything like that in a long time. They were, yeah, they, they were up they for the really, challenge. They really turned it on. It was something they had been doing throughout the tournament. You could see against Miami, they, they went into the, to the halftime Pretty, pretty close, and they outscored them by about 30 points. They almost did the same thing against UNC. They were down 15, and they ended up winning the game by three. That's an 18-point swing. Um, largest comeback in national tournament, uh, you know, championship history. So, you know, I, I agree. I, I think, actually, um, Kenny the Jet at halftime said it best. The only way Kansas was going to get back into this game was to make UNC uncomfortable with the ball, you know, forcing turnovers. And, you know, there weren't that many turnovers, but there were a lot of bad shots. And I, I, I get where you guys are coming from on Caleb Love. Um, I want to give a lot of the blame to Brady Manic, honestly. Um, and and I don't, I don't blame him for the, the loss of the lead. That, to me, is more Love and, and Davis. You know, the guys that run your offense are the ones that are responsible, really, for, for creating good possessions. But... In the last few minutes, Brady Nanik, to me, just did nothing right. Um, there was there was after uh, Baycott was injured and had to leave the game, he 
Um, Manic got caught up in the post with McCormick. McCormick scored on him. Next possession, Manic, um, you know, threw that ball away. Um, they got an offensive rebound. He, he grabbed the rebound. Good for him. But that pass out was was ugly. It was at the guy's feet. Oh, he looked out there. They, they turned it over. Um, and then on the final possession, they actually had a chance. You know, they were down three. They needed one shot. I think that play was probably designed for him. Um, it looked like it was, you know, a, a back screen attempt to get him to come around and, and have a good look with his momentum going the right direction. And he stumbled. He fell. They had to scramble. And Caleb Blub got that shot off. But it, it looked good. Great. It looked good when he shot it. It looked from the angle that they were filming. It looked decent. But when you really look at it, he was. That was a prayer. Um, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was not a good shot. Um, so you know, I I I wasn't the biggest fan of Manic. He made you know he had a good stretch where he made a few threes in a row, and it you know it saved his night honestly because if he hadn't made those, he would have looked terrible. Um, yeah. And I I think the the whole starting lineup nobody was that good. Baycott was injured and somehow still their best player. Um, and, and the only other guy that I am excited to see moving forward is probably Puff Johnson. No, but you got to give it up for Puff Johnson, Jake. I mean. We talked about Villanova not having a bench, and UNC's pretty much the same way after they lost Dawson Garcia for the season. Puff Johnson yeah. last night, I mean, he was doing everything. He was throwing up. He was making shots, blocking shots. Oh, my God. I don't, you know, I, I said to you guys in the group chat that something had to have happened to him. I don't think he just ran himself into a throw-up. And then, like, minutes after it happened, they were like, I think he got punched in the stomach. So I think he did get hit or something. I don't think he was just working so hard that he threw up um but it it was it, either way a good testament to what he had to do to come in that game he really like sparked the offense to wake up and, and try and keep it a tight game um he made a three he made a layup he was attacking offensive rebounds he he had a great performance and and i you know people won't really remember it i'm sure but puff johnson will remember it he, yeah He's gonna be. He almost saved them. I mean, and I'm hearing rumors next season. Brady Manick's the only one that's gone for sure from that team. I was reading some stuff this morning. They think that R.J. Davis and Caleb Love are gonna come back next season, and Armando Baycott's kind of fifty-fifty. So if they get those guys back next season, Puff Johnson might be in the starting lineup, starting for Brady Manick. Watch out for UNC. They might be back-to-back Final Fours. We shall see. Yeah, I mean, we said that I, about I UCLA. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get back to a Final Four. Yeah, but. I was, I was gonna say the same thing. You just said that about UCLA. You know a month ago and I mean, it, it's it's not just it brought back the starting it's, five it's too. damn near impossible um it, it's you, you know, know what's you, gonna happen anything <laughs> literally anything can happen you know you can be excited about a team and then they go up against the best saint peter's team i've ever seen in my entire life and and then he's you know, all transferring out by the way like yeah i mean you never know but overall connor what's your main takeaway from last night you, you thought Kansas was going to win going in, didn't you? I did, but I'm going to give uh, credit to Bill Self, and that's all I'm going to do because I, I walked into the group chat at halftime, and I told the boys that I was absolutely disgusted with Bill Self. I wanted to personally fire him right on the spot. I wanted to walk all the way down to New Orleans, take over the job as a <laughs> athletic director for Kansas, and fire Bill Self before the Jayhawks touch for second half. It was honestly that embarrassing. You saw, you saw what I said: self harm, self mutilation, self destruction. Yeah, everything. Um, like get, like uh-huh. set this guy on fire, and like, because I saw the stat, and I, because I felt like all oh, Kansas should easily win this game, 
but you know unc has kind of done what they've done and that's whatever and then i see a stupid stat line before a championship game bill self is three and six in title games and i'm like oh that doesn't make yeah. me feel good that it's gives just, me a lebron willing to lose vibe they said going i was a little surprised honestly they said going into it they that kansas was playing in their 10th game and they have they were going for their fourth championship so that's that's the, the three and six right there um yeah. as far as on paper who should have won the game i completely agree that kansas should have won they were the favorite it makes sense but with the exception of saint peter's I don't think there was another team in the tournament where you said, throw the stats out the window, this team is not the same as they were the entire year. Oh, yeah, I completely um, agree. It, it, they, were, they were something else. Like a team, UNC was a team that all year was, their, their main goal was to just score more than the other team. It, it seemed like when the tournament came around, they said, all right, let's start playing defense. Like they were keeping some hidden gem that, they, they knew they could do this the whole time. And then, and then tournament came around and they said, let's turn it on and surprise some people. And they really did. I mean, from game one, they, they absolutely destroyed Marquette. Um, some blown calls made Baylor a close game, but that shouldn't have been. They were almost knocked off a one seed by 20 plus. Yep. And then from there, they were, I, I, had, I mean, UCLA was not the hardest game in the world for them. Smooth St. sailing. Peter's was a, St. Peter's was a wrecking ball in the in the tournament, and then they met a team that was legit, and UNC put them down hard. Um, they, UNC was not the same team you saw all year, and it, it really just is a testament to what March can, can mean to some teams. Be, yeah. I, before we get to the baseball preview, though, I know Ochi Abaji won the, the most outstanding player of the Final Four last night. In my opinion... I think that should have gone to David McCormick. Absolutely. No doubt in my After mind. After the last two games, I completely agree. No doubt in my mind. I mean, I don't think Abaji, what, he missed five free throws last night. He really wasn't that great, in my opinion, last night. Oh, my God. I think McCorm- McCormick was better than him. Christian Brown was better. Remy Martin was better. Jalen Wilson Christian was Brown. better. You could have won Brown the really game. sparked that comeback. Who did you say? Brown? Christian Brown really did spark that comeback. He had, like, no points in the first half, and he finished the game with, like, 12 and 12. He did that in two um, games in a row. Yeah, and and I agree with you. It seemed like they, it, it like almost it was predetermined that if Kansas won the game, Abaji was going to win it because of his performance in the Final Four. Um, and and McCormick had twenty five in the in the Final Four game. Yeah, I think he was the best player last night. Yeah. Um, and I, I think Abaji wasn't even second on that list. I no. I, I don't necessarily no. agree with Christian Brown because I think he had some quiet games, but. No one made any mention of Remy Martin. And even right. last night, he was Remy huge. Martin hit some huge threes. Huge. Like back threes. He shoots like step me. Yeah, that shot's huge. horrible. Huge. That's a horrible yeah. shot. That's what I, I know. Remember the fucking three banked in the beginning? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. He banked, he banked a three. He hit a step-back three um, in, in the second half to, to break the tie. Unbelievable. Um, and Kansas didn't look back after that. So, I mean... Right. No one gave credit to the guy off the bench, but Remy Martin made a huge difference for them. Jalen Wilson, I thought was good too. No, you don't. You don't like him. <laughs> I could have made those layups. I mean, <laughs> hey, he, eleven of his fifteen points came in the second half. Two of them were and ones. If he comes back next year, he he could average close to eighteen. Yeah, you're you're be good next you know, year. You're dropping it. It sounds like an impressive stat when you say eleven of his fifteen came in the second half. Until you say. If he made four bunnies, he would have had 20. <laughs> um, hey, play some defense. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, oh, overall, God. I mean, it was a really good championship game. I think it lived up to the expectations. 
Another thing that really stuck out to me, too, is you got to feel for UNC. I mean, six years after they lost to the buzzer to Chris Jenkins, they basically lose at the buzzer again. I mean, things aren't going too well for UNC in the title games. No, no, it's not the same. They They beat Gonzaga, though. They had a chance. Kansas stepped out with four seconds left. What an idiot. I don't know who that guy is. UNC won a championship between those two losses, so... And, yeah. he, and Hubert Davis yeah, was a Roy great... Yeah, Williams is a very decorated coach. I'm not feeling bad. I don't feel bad for UNC. I'm just saying. They had their shot this year. They had they yeah, had their... They had, two, they had two three-point chances, and a Brady Manic threw it out of bounds. I should have listened to myself. Going into the season, I, when we did this college basketball preview way before the season started, I said Kansas was my freaking national champion. And what did I do last night? Pick UNC. You picked UNC. I had a future. But yeah, it was a great game, Jake. I appreciate it you for really coming was. on the show. It was a tremendous game, you know. I, I was, I was rooting for UNC. Um, would have loved to see that love shot drop, but you know that's that's uh, another another timeline. Yeah, Jake. Before uh, before we let you go, you have anything? You have any World Series predictions before we get to our MLB season preview? Well, it, I don't. No. Nothing. Go Yankees. Yeah, not the opposite of what Connor said. I think. I think the Red Sox are underrated. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about it a little bit. The the lineup, the as far as you know, one to nine is is stacked. I think so stacked. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just as good as last season. There's no doubt about it. You could stack a pile of pennies; it's still stacked. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I, that's what I they're do doing, like the basically. Lineup. I do like the lineup. I think they have good offense, good defense. They're fast. They have good power. There really isn't many holes. Just no pitching. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the bat right now, Connor. <laughs> good um, thing. Good thing you need both. I, yeah, well, I mean, I don't think the pitching is horrendous. I think Evaldi's a great player. I think Sale is going to come back and, and you know, be mm. Sale. Um, what, get hurt? Then, yeah, get hurt, exactly. But hopefully at, That's at right, the right Mark. time, not <laughs> the wrong time. Um, and then, and then you know, I think Whitlock is, is developing as a, a decent player. And then, you know, we have Hauk that hopefully can be a good I like Hauk. Hauk's going to have a great season. Yeah, maybe he can, maybe he can reach have, five innings uh, this time. Barnes. Don't forget that we still have Barnes on roster. Like he he I could forgot. come back and be decent. Who? If he does, Matt it's Barnes. A different, yeah, it's it's a different. We're talking about pitching. You want to bring on Matt Barnes? If Matt Barnes is the old Matt Barnes, then it's a, they have a different element to their. And then we're talking World Series or bust if Matt Barnes is Matt good, Barnes. Good God. Okay. You know what? All right. J- no, I, I can't I, wait. I like what Jake's saying I right now. I can't wait. I can't wait. You know. Season starts. We play the Sox on first Thursday. series. I can't wait. Jared Cole against it doesn't fucking matter because we're gonna win. It's Cole yeah, against Avaldi. Yeah. So Jake, no World Series prediction from you. Um, I will go with my. I will. Uh, I'll say the Giants from from the NL. What a shot! Whoa. And and I will say the the. Um, the Jets? They're like third. The Tampa Bay Rays. Ooh, the Rays. You know what's funny about what he just said? Those are two of the teams that I have underperforming from what they did last year. But Both of those teams are third odds to win their own division. Who, the Rays are? The Rays and the Giants. Yeah, I think the, I have the Giants finishing in third, and then I have the Rays finishing, not to break any news here, and Rays will finish in fourth in the AL East this year, not making the playoffs. Bold prediction. If you're talking about teams underperforming, I think the Dodgers took a serious step back in the offseason. You don't like Freddie uh, Freeman? No, I mean, Freddie Freeman's fine, but I think that their their bullpen is 
is nothing like it was last year. I mean, they don't they don't get Joe Kelly anymore. Kenley right, Jansen's out there anymore. It'll be fine though. All right, Jake. Uh, Jake, you want to stick around for the the division by division breakdown? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, at least at least we got your World Series prediction. You wanna you have any MVP predictions? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take Vlad. All right, good. That's why I took him, yeah, yeah. same. All right, well, I don't have an NL, so. Jake's going to look really good when we get to October. It's like Vlad wins MVP. It's going to be Giants raised in the World Series. You'll be like, why, Jake, why weren't you on the show? Because that's all I needed to say. If I said more, I'd be wrong. Yeah, I mean, if, unless you want to give your Cy Young award winner, but then, then you might be in trouble. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to pass on the Cy Young. <laughs> What, wait, how about this? Watch. How about his rookie of the year? No. <laughs> Albert Pujols. No, Jake, he's been around for 20 years. I don't have a rookie of the year. It took me a while. Oh, man. All right, well, I, I hope you have a good rest of your night. It was, it was really nice of you to come on the show tonight. I know you had a lot of business to take care of. It was a busy day for you, and I hope you have a good dinner. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I know it's it's tough to get me on the show. So <laughs> yeah. You're known as Snake in Connor's phone. Pleasure. <laughs> well, that, that's how it should be. <laughs> All right, Jake, I appreciate it. Thanks for the Final Four input. Thanks for the, the World Series prediction, and thanks for the MVP. Wouldn't we'll see you soon. Yeah, see you guys. Tune into the long. show. Facebook Peace. Live. All right. See ya. Yeah. So that's Jake Platter. Yeah, he just had... He was busy tonight, so unfortunately he couldn't join the show. But, Connor, let's get to it. We're not going to keep these people around for too long, but maybe like a half an hour or so. Division by division breakdown. The AL East, to me, this was almost my hardest division to break down, honestly, because it's pretty oh, good. Wow. But, Connor, who do you got finishing first in the yeah, American League East? You might be shocked then. Oh, no. Given that you have the Tampa Bay Rays finishing fourth place. You have them in first? I have them finishing first at 95 and 67. 95 and 67. Listen, I understand that this, like, roster is not very well put together. And, like, the pitching looks like a haphazard. And I love Shane Baz a lot. But you have to... He is good. You have to think about this for a second. This is why the Rays are going to finish with 95 wins and number one in the AL East. They do this every year. They are a factory for making something out of nothing. Kevin Cash is one of the best managers in the game. They play small ball hitting. They have guys who can hit for contact all day long, so they're going to be fine. Um, they have Wander Franco playing shortstop. He's so scary. I'm just trying to figure out how much I know about the race. So he's <laughs> nasty. Shane Baz is very good. Glass now is not going to play this year, which, which is why they won't get to 100 him. wins. But they'll be fine. They'll get to 95. They'll be fine. They still have McClanahan. He's fine. Corey Kluber got added. Corey Kluber got added. He's, he I think could he's, ex- old. He, he's old, but he could very much excel in a type of situation like that they they're very pitcher friendly for some reason pitchers excel when they go when they play for tampa it might come back to bite me every year i underestimate this team i got him finishing fourth in the al east with a record of 86 and 76 still got him 10 games over 500 i don't know what you know they just um actually last night they traded austin meadows to the tigers it's not going to make that much of a difference because he was costing them so much money but i mean the outfield right now they still have what a rosarena yeah Margot and kevin kiermeyer in center exactly. field Exactly, it's pretty solid and honestly meadows is a strikeout happy hitter so i f- i feel like they're they're okay with that so yeah we differ on the Rays. connor who you got finishing second in the division i got t- toronto blue jays at 92 and 70. wow so i get the blue jays first finishing 94 and 68. I mean, from top to bottom, this team looks like they should be a top World Series contender. And Vladimir Guerrero, 
if he plays like he did last season, I mean, I think the key to this team is their rotation, and it looks really good. It looks really good, and I mean, they you needed to you needed to do something about it, and they definitely did. They they have the bats to compete. Um, they got some young guys. I'm ready to see what they're gonna do. Um, obviously, Vlad Jr. is so huge for them. Um, but yeah, honestly. I got them ninety-two and seventy because they're going to be the number one wild card team. Wow! I, I mean, yeah, this is a team that has to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, it's a massive failure of a season. Yeah. And you look at their lineup from top to bottom. I mean, you got stars all over the place. Whether it's Guerrero, Bo Baquet, you got George Springer, right? Hernandez. I mean, who else? Uh, you got Cam Biggio in the middle. Yeah. Who's had some disappointing years, but he should he should look to get back to it. You got right. I think you got Ryu for the in rotation for them. Yeah, your rotation stacked with Barreos, Ryu, yep. Manoa. Yep. You got who am I missing? Uh, Barreos, Ren- Manoa. Oh, they got a young kid, Ma- Manoa. Yesi Kukishi, the guy they added from Kukuchi? Seattle. Wow. Whatever his name yeah. is, yeah. Sponsored by Maze. No. Um, yeah, but yeah, they got a great rotation, and then they have someone else that I'm missing in the front as well. They just got Kevin Gosman in the offseason. That's who it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they're good. And then th- who do you got third? At third, I have the New York Yankees at 87 and 75. Was, That's actually crazy because in third, I have the New York Yankees at 87 and 75 as well. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you have the Red Sox second, though. Yeah, so I get the Red Sox second at 89 and 73. And real quickly, Connor, what's up with the Yankees this season? Why do you, why do you got them only winning 87 games? What's the main concern for you with this team? <sighs> this is a huge mixed bag of... Um, Opportunities not seized. I don't know if you you guys have remembered my displeasurements the past the first episodes of all the balls, but the Yankees don't really haven't really done anything, and this is kind of the result of when you don't really seize the opportunity when you have a championship caliber team and you don't trade your farm system to get the right pieces to push for a title like the Dodgers are doing. The Dodgers oh, yeah. did it, and they just end up. In some cases, they resign those guys. Sometimes they walk. It, it, it's the nature of the deal, but the Dodgers stay where they are. We yeah. have not done anything. Glaber Torres is... A year ago, he was a top prospect, and now he's like, we don't know what he is. I think it's a key. It's a, he's going to have a huge season ahead of him. The thing that concerns me with the Yankees mostly is how good is this rotation? I mean, you know what you got with Cole... But is Severino, how healthy is Severino? Is Severino going to be good this season? That's what I'm saying. How healthy is Severino? Is is Gill going to make the five? Is Garcia going to make the five? Is Montgomery going to be any good? Like, th- these are all – it's all a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of question marks. And um, they ship Gary out of town, finally. Um, yeah, that should happen last year. I like that move. I don't know if they extended Judge yet, but they fucking should. Um, you got DJ in the middle. You got um, – Kinsler or Flala, whatever frig is. Isaiah Kiner Khalifa. Yeah. Kiner or Flala, whatever. So you got him in the middle. I think the bullpen's Labor. pretty good. A bull, bullpen's solid. You got Chad Green still. Um, I don't know who else you got. You got Chapman still. Obviously. Clay Holmes from the Pirates, the guy they got. I think he's a pretty good pitcher. Okay. So I'm. Losega. I'll take it. So I'm. And um, you got. What's his name, too? Sessa is still there. Yeah. So. I mean, the, the bullpen has to be good because the rotation has a lot of question marks. And. I think the starting lineup, you lose Sanchez, but either way, I mean, you got guys that sh- you're going to have a lot of guys that strike out on the team. You still got Gallo. Yeah, you got Gallo in fucking. Gallo's going to strike out Judge. every other at bat, but with Gallo, Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, I mean, it's a lineup. Every time I play the Yankees, I'm going to be nervous if I'm a Red Sox fan. I'm going to be nervous if I'm a fan of any other team in the league. The Yankees lineup from top to bottom is still pretty stacked. That's what, that's, 
Well, that's that's why they have to have to have eighty seven wins. I feel like just because on any given night, um, one of those guys between Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, and I mean the list is I mean the list is insane. Gallo, like those guys can just get a guy on first through a walk, hit a two run, eight in goal, then just tune in. And if another guy happens to hit a two run, you got a four or five run ball game on your hands. You're gonna win that game a lot of times. Doesn't matter like. If you got me on the mound a lot of times, yeah. so you, you just need to have decent pitches. Just throw some EFIS pitches. They won't know where they are. Exactly. They'll be fine. So you're just like, they, they'll be able to finish third in 87 and 75. They're going to try to comp- they're gonna try and make the playoffs no matter what. I know what Brian Cashman always tries to do. He's never going to like tank like they should have last year and just trade a judge for prospects. You should still trade judge for a starter and prospects, but that's a conversation for another day. Who's leading the Yankees in uh, home runs this year, Judge? I'm going to go Stanton. I think Stanton is – I think he's locked in. I think last year at the tail end he was – it was unfortunate that the Yankees were uh, fizzled out after the first wild card oh game my God, because yeah. he was, he was going to go on a run for them basically. If you got him in a seven-game series, he was going to hit four or five home runs in that series, and the Yankees were going to win that series on the wheels of his back. And – I think he's going to stay healthy this year. I think he's going to play outfield minimally. And I think that he has a real chance to hit 50 home runs again. I'm going with, I'm going with Judge. I must say Gallo. I think Judge is going to lead him in home runs this year. I mean, it could be one of three or four guys. But then going to the Red Sox. Fine. I put a future on Judge. So. <laughs> better, better hit. I get the Red Sox at 89 and 73, finishing second in the AL East this season. Where do you got him, Connor? I got him fourth at 80 and 82. So that's still <laughs> solid. But under 500. I'm really high on the Sox this year. I know what I know what happened last year. It was kind of maybe like one of those storybook seasons, a Cinderella story, if you will. But listen, I think the lineup is just as good. You did we did lose Hunter Renfro, but we add Trevor Story, which is kind of a wash to me. And the thing is, Jackie Bradley's on the team now. Terrible bat. Terrible Very bat terrible. makes the defense a lot better. But overall, didn't really need defensive help though. No, you really didn't. The core's still there with Martinez, Devers, Bogarts. The middle, the, I think Bobby Dahlbeck's due for a big season, even though he strikes out a lot as well. I think the Sox lineup should not be a concern one bit. Trevor Story is going to add an element that we didn't have last season. In the field, I think he's good as well. The rotation's a bit of a concern, but the reason why I get him so high is I think Hulk's better than people think. I think Pavetta is even better than people think. And I think Evaldi's a guy on opening day that a lot of teams would be lucky to have. We shall see. I'm not, I'm not as high as Evaldi as everyone who lives near me is because <laughs> they have fallen in love with him ever since he won them the World Series. And I get it. This guy is I mean, this guy is one really good season away from getting a damn near monument in this city. So it's kinda crazy. We'll build the Bill Russell statue if you he... he may come very close. Like if he wins a Cy Young and they win a World Series, like they would erect a statue. There's no there's no denying it. I'm not as high on him at all. But he is he is a pretty good pitcher. Sale is Sale's half an arm at this point, so you're gonna yeah. be able to lucky to get what you can out of him. You gotta be healthy by I, June, maybe. I like Hulk. Honestly, I do. I think he's a very talented pitcher, but let's see him go five innings. Let's see him let's see him go six innings. Let's because he doesn't look like a pitcher to me that is gonna be able to do well by the time he gets to the third third time around the order. And then who else you got? You got Pavetta, 
it, so, I mean, it's yeah, that's the bullpen. Watch the bullpen's the bullpen. So I mean, so I mean, that is what it is. And the reason why I'm talking about the pitching is because I mean, the bats were very good last year, but there's not a high chance that the bats are going to be very good last year, and they lost some guys. Like you said, they lost Renfro, and you get Bradley. yeah, Schwarber's gone. Schwarber's gone. That doesn't help you on the bats. And I mean, they're going to trade for guys. They're going to be in the hunt. I just don't think, I just don't think they addressed pitching enough for me to say they're going to overcome that Cinderella luck, which is what I thought they got last year. Yeah. Because, you know, they. I mean, the wild card, they went on a run to make the wild card, first of all. I want to see if Matt Barnes can win the, clo- the closers roll back from what he did last season. That's a big key to me. That's a big key. They went on a run to make the wild card, and they played the Yankees, who were went on an absolute skid yeah. to end up in the wild card. Thank and you. We absolutely deserve to get smacked in the wild card game. We absolutely did. There's no denying it. Jared Cole should have won us the game. He got shellacked. It is what it is. They had a really great, really great bat, and they went on a, and the Sox went on a run because the Rays were not well prepared. They didn't take him seriously, and it fizzled out. So I guess I'm just hyping on that, and I'm hoping that's going to be the case this year. But we shall see because – as much as I hate to say it, because I do hate the Red Sox with a lot of passion, Alex Cora is one of the best managers in MLB baseball. He is good. Yeah, he's good. And that's one of the main reasons, too, why I think the Red Sox could be, even if it's a mediocre type of season, some of the moves he makes could put him a little over the edge. So I get the Blue Jays in first, the Red Sox in second, Yankees in third. Might be an agreement on one. Rays in fourth, and then, I mean, everyone in their right mind, probably the, the main the manager at Wendy's right now probably is Baltimore in fifth. So, I mean, <laughs> what's their record, though? 61 and 101. Oh, 60 and 102. So, yeah, I mean, this is a team that I think their lineup is... They get better. They got Mancini, they got Hayes, they got Mountcastle, they got Hayes. They got, they get, I said Hayes twice, but they get some it's guys. Okay. They're getting better. They get some guys that are that are decent hitters, but then you look at their rotation and you want to throw up in your mouth. Yeah, they're having, they, they got one guy um, about to come up that I think. John Means is good. John Means is good, but they got one guy that's um, ready to come up soon. Who, I, if you honestly want me to give you the name, I will, but it's the Orioles, so I don't think anyone really cares that. Yeah. Because they're gonna, only going to win 60 games. This so, year. so, yeah, so, so we're in agreement. We're in agreement with that. So the AL East overall, it's one of the better divisions in baseball. But honestly, the the Jays could win the division. They, I know you probably don't think so. The Sox could win the division. I think the Jays could, honestly. The Yankees could even win the division as much I as I hate to say I don't, it. I don't think that. I think I really one of those don't. four teams could win the division, honestly. And then the Orioles, if they win the division, you might as well go play the lottery somewhere because that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Connor, find out who that is. I am. Going we'll move on to the AL Central. I assume that we'll have the same first place finisher in the Central. I get the White Sox finishing at one hundred one and sixty one. Grayson Rodriguez. Oh yeah, he's gonna be really good. He's supposed. He's to a be young good. stud. Central winner. I get the White Sox one hundred one and sixty one. Central. I got the White Sox at ninety nine and sixty three. Yeah, top to bottom, this team got everything. I mean, they just got rid of Kimbrel the other day, but their bullpen's good. Their rotation. They get a great top three with Giolito, Cease, Lance Lynn, and their their lineup is unbelievable. They just lost. Lin- they just lost Lynn for about two months, but they're going to be fine, honestly. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a terrible division. This is a very good baseball team. Yeah, this division blows. Um, if they if the White Sox were in like the AL East, you could honestly substitute one of those three or four teams in the AL East and put them with the White Sox. They'd probably have close to the same record, like yeah. close to 100 wins, and the other team would be because they're right on par with these other four teams. They just happen to be in the same division. The White Sox don't have anyone in this division. I'm, I just yeah, want to see who you have in second 
and what these records look like. Yeah, so the White Sox, we all know they should finish in first. I mean, Luis Robert, watch out. He's going to have a great season, he in my is. opinion. Tim Anderson's great. I like Tim Anderson a lot. They have a ton of talent, one through nine. And the pitching rotation is phenomenal. Yeah, what is, like what's the said, top three? Giolito, Cease, and Lynn when he's healthy, I mean. Yep, Giolito, Cease, Lynn, and then they got... Um, Dallas Keiko could bounce back. Exactly, you still got Keiko. And then their five, I believe, is they got Crochet in the bullpen. It's, oh, it's, oh, they're trying to... No, they're trying to bring um, make Kopech that five. Yeah, and he could be a former Red Sox prospect. He, they're, they're trying to mold him because, yeah, obviously one of, one of Red Sox top prospects, but he hasn't quite lived up to the bill yet. No, but if he's your five, I think you're in good shape. Yeah. So, yeah, we both got them at one, the White Sox. My number two team in the Central, I was kind of going back and forth with this, but I went with the Minnesota Twins finishing second in the Central at 85 and 77. That doesn't surprise me. I, I, think, the, I think the Twins are going to improve. I think they're a solid team. I have them third at 74 and 88. I have the Detroit Tigers in second. Oh, boy. 83 and 79. I think this team is sneaky good. Sneaky good. A lot of people like them this year. I, I like them a lot. So if, you got the Twins in third? I have the Twins in third. I think if you watch the Tigers, and I understand why people did it, because they started the year terribly. I think they were like 1 and 19 or yeah, something. Yeah, they were horrible. But if you took that out of the picture, they were like close to a 500 or above 500. Great second the, half. The rest of the way. So if you watched them in the second half, they were a sneaky good team to um, watch, and they were a lot of fun. And they they showed it. They add some pe- they added some pieces. They added Erod, who's gonna be their number oh, one guy. Erod. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, they got a couple young prospects too. Yeah, yeah, they're um, good. I love the Tigers. You know where I have them finishing? Where? Fifth in the AL Central at seventy two and ninety. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I, a lot of people are hyping them up, so I, I think they're gonna be some surprise somewhere. I just look at the depth chart, and I see Erod is the number one starter, and I say, you know what? This team is going to stink. They got a lot of young kids, though, the like Casey Mizo and Matt Manning. Tariq like, Skubal. Yeah, people love Skubal. I just I don't think they're going to live up to the hype. And the, rota- the, the lineup is good. You know who their shortstop is now. They got... Um, Goodrum? No, they got Correa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, they, got, they, got ba- they got Baez. Oh, yeah, they got Javi Baez. They got Javi Baez as their shortstop now. They got Candelario at third base. They got Jonathan Scope. They yeah. got Miguel Cabrera. I just think the rotation with Erod as their number one, I, I'm not I'm not confident with that. They got um who? Well they got Romine catching too. Romine is solid. Yeah, they got Romine, but I mean I got them in fifth. Minnesota, the, I do have them in second, but I think the concern for them, Sonny Gray and Dylan Bundy are their number one and two pitchers. Terrible. Terrible. And I know That's it, why I couldn't put them in second. It looks I, pretty I, bad. I'll take Erod before I take Sonny fucking Gray. <laughs> I think the Twins' bold prediction are going to have a top 10 lineup in the game this year. That that Correa addition was huge. Good. It, it, it's a very good lineup. But listen, uh, it, it didn't work out for them last year. No, it didn't. It worked out for the Sox last year. That's why I have the Sox fourth this year. And so I have the Twins third at 74 and 88. Uh, who do you have fourth? So fourth, they got the Kansas City Royals at 74 and 88. So who do you have fucking third? The Cleveland Guardians. Oh, my goodness. 82 and 80. Oh, my goodness. Where do you get the Guardians? I got them in fourth at 65 and 97. Wow, really? I think the Have Guardi- you looked at their rotation? I mean, I thought they have Shane Bieber. I think this Cleveland... What, what else can you tell me about it? You get Shane Bieber. You got Tristan McKenzie. So he, that, Okay, yeah. McKenzie's good. You yeah. get Aaron Savali. I, I don't love... You got Zach Plesak. You believe in Plesak like that? He and didn't have a great year last year. I think he's going to be awesome. And then I think Cal Cantrell is very good, too. 
I think Quantrill's good too. I think I, yeah, Cleveland is always very good on their pitching. But every time they get a very good bat, they, they, they can't give hit it for away. Shit. They can't hit for shit. They can't hit for anything. I think Bradley Zimmer's going to have to have a good season. And I, I think, think I think they're trading Bieber. Oh yeah, I mean if they if they go down the drain early first half of the season and, and there's no chance, happen. they might have to. I mean, I mean, is Terry Francona still there? Yeah, tenth season. Poor guy, poor <laughs> guy. I mean, they, every time they get any sort of semblance of talent, they're just trading it away for more prospects. And he's doing a, a miracle worker's job, but I think this year he's just gonna throw in the towel and they're gonna be fourth place. So what's the order of the Central you have? I got the White Sox, the Tigers, the Twins. The Guardians and in fifth place they have the Kansas City Royals at fifty one and one eleven. I think they're gonna. You think they're that bad? I think they're garbage. Really? I think they are poop stains garbage. Their opening day starter is Zach Granke. Yeah, they're going back to the good old days. I mean, the golden ages, the silver days, the bronze days. He came back I mean, for another turn. That was in 2007 and eight, right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah, Those are the times we're talking about. The rotation's not great, but I think Brad Keller. It's terrible. Brad Keller is everything. Brad well, Keller's, I mean, he's okay. Top 15 for Cy Young in the AL. What? Top 15. Brad Keller. I think he's going to have a pretty good season. Mark me down as over 3-5 ERA. <laughs> so I get, I get the White Sox in first, the Minnesota Twins in second, the Guardians in third, the Royals in fourth, and the Detroit Tigers in fifth at 72 Un- and 90. Unbelievable. I can't, what's the Kansas City Royals record? 74 and 88. Wow. I can't wait. They're going to be hot garbage. I can't wait. I, l- I love Bobby Witt Jr. too. Yeah, Bobby Witt could be a rookie of the year, but he's not my rookie of the year. He's not my rookie of the year. All right, let's see what we got in the I'm A. playing on that team. AL West. <laughs> who do you got finishing first in the AL West? Are you shocked that I, that I have the Seattle Mariners? No, I'm not. This team is so good. I put a wager on it, actually, that they'd finish it first, even though they don't have them first. This team is so good. I thought the odds were good. This team is loaded. This team... I, I put a wager on them, too. What's their record you got them at? 95 and 67. They're a good team. I get the Seattle Mariners in second at 91 and 71. See, we're not that far off. Behind the Astros. We know they're a good team. Astros win this division by one game at 92 and 70. And Seattle, and Seattle did exactly what I just talked about with Detroit, except Seattle was so close to making the playoffs, and they didn't by barely. And what they do, they turn around and talk to Cincinnati, and they trade for Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. Yeah, I mean, this lineup is loaded. loaded. I, the pitching, I think, is extremely underrated. Extremely. Watch out for Logan Gilbert. Fun fact about him, I met him outside of a porta potty in the Cape Cod Baseball League. He Lo- was ca- Logan Gilbert is a stud. Gilbert's great. Robbie Ray, they got in the offseason. Unbelievable. Chris Flexen's a good pitcher. Chris Flexen is great. Marco Gonzalez can pitch his ass off. Underrated. And, I mean, in Matt something's they supposed to be Kikuchi, the key. But yeah, they did Kikuchi. See you later, Kikuchi. He yep. was great for them. But Houston and Seattle should be battling in this division from, from oh, day no, one. Oh, their fifth guy is... Ugh, don't tell Chris. It's, it's Matt Brash. Yeah, Matt Brash. That's what it is. <laughs> he's, he's their fifth starter coming up. He's supposed he's, to be really good, isn't he? He's, he's supposed to be very good for them. I'm excited for Matt Brash. That, came, that name came out of nowhere. That's funny. <laughs> see? Yeah, Matt Brash. <laughs> see, when Chris got me into fancy baseball, I learned that name like three weeks ago. I'm just bringing these out of nowhere. Yeah, it is Matt Brash. Shh, no one tell him, though. He's still Where do you get Houston? You, you must have Houston finishing second. I do. I do, because they're still a good team, you know, even though they lost Correa. They took a step back. That was their only major offseason change. I, I know, but I do really believe in this team with Justin Verlander again and Lance McCullers after seeing them again at nine. I have them at nineteen seventy two. I think that's more. I have them at ninety two and seventy. Yeah, pretty similar. I, I think that's more. I don't believe in McCullers. I don't believe in Verlander. But you know who I do believe in? 
Who? Jose Urquidy, Framber Valdez, Luis Garcia, Phil Matone, Ryan Stanek, Kyle Spring. I mean, all I mean, until Kyle playoff Tucker. time. I don't trust Framber, Framber Valdez when it comes to playoff time. Oh no, and the Red Sox really got shot on by him. But yeah, losing Korea is a big. It's a big minus from this team. But you bring back everyone else, right? And that, I think them in Seattle. Either way, they got to be one and two somehow. Somewhere. Bregman is due for a bounce back year. And and He's Chris due. Chris Keenan has Kyle Tucker winning the American League MVP this He's year. Very good. He is good. I, I don't love the hype. I don't think he's that good, as good as people think he is. Right. But I think he's good, though. I think he can have a good season. Then you still got Guriel. You get a lot of you got a lot of talent there. Who you got finishing in third? I got the LA Angels. I do too. Seems like this team should be so much better every season. Every year. Every I got them in third at eighty four and seventy eight. You're not gonna believe it. I had them in eighty four and seventy eight. <laughs> You're not gonna believe it. Like, I just feel like they should be. Last year they were what like seventy eight and like eighty four or something. Like, yeah, the complete exact opposite. I th- I just think they have to like they have to turn something around. They got Syndergaard, so will he be healthy? Joe Joe Adele's on the roster, so like Mike Trout maybe will play one hundred forty games this year. Like you, they gotta do something, right? They gotta do something. And, and you see, it seems like every year this team should be better. The talent, I mean, they just got rid of Justin Upton the other day, but who gives it crap? They, they still have Rendon. They gotta turn it around. And the rotation to me is one of the main reasons why they're not a top it's not team in the that West. Bad though, they just got Otani, Syndergaard, and then who else? Sandoval. Yeah, it's, Sandoval's underrated. You got Suarez. Yeah, I know. I okay. I mean, I think there's too many questions here. I, I think Syndergaard will be lucky if he plays starts twenty games. I think Otani yeah. has to take a step back. Of course. I think Sandoval and Suarez reached their peak last season. And now you're counting on Mike Trout to be healthy again. I, I just don't know with this team. I, yeah, you never know. That's There's why too many questions. Th- that's why they're in the third. Who's in fourth? And then the fourth and fifth teams in this division. They're going to battle. You want to talk about blow, blow, and blow. Yeah, they're Both of these teams are horrible. I got to give Texas a little bit of credit here because they added Semyon and Seager in the offseason. I feel like that's the only reason why they're fourth, though. <laughs> but you, you look at these. You <laughs> look at you from fifth to fourth. The pitching staffs on both of these teams. I mean, you could put together an Eastern Youth Baseball squad on the Pittsburgh Pirates that's better than both of these teams. For sure, B. And if me and Justin walked on the pitching staff, like it would, we would fit in perfectly. I mean, don't underestimate that team with the New York Mets that had Nick Chapman and Alex Gebb and Nolan Edwards. I mean, <laughs> I mean, these Texas Rangers and Oakland A's pitching staffs are putrid. <laughs> it is, it is terrible. I have the Rangers at fourth at seventy and ninety-two. Just, yep, just because Justin said they have Seager and Simeon, so yeah. like that guy win you some games. I get them at sixty-seven and ninety-five. The starting pitcher on opening day is John Gray. I mean, we could put oh. out, we could put Victor Miller in the starting rotation and get a similar outing from them. He's supposed to be better because you know he was in Colorado so much and he wasn't he wasn't terrible in Colorado. Colorado's very hitter friendly, obviously, with all that stuff. But yeah, he's not going to a good situation with Texas. He didn't. He, he doesn't know how to pick him, John Gray. That's a good shot for fourth, and then in fifth, the, I think the worst team in baseball this year. Congratulations to the Oakland Athletics. See, I don't have them as the worst team, 63 and 99. I have them avoiding 100 losses. That's how much I respect you, Bob Melvin. That is how yeah. much I respect you. You, I made Well, no, he's in San Diego now, but you, you got to still respect him. I still respect him. <laughs> 99 losses. And that's because Billy, nope, the respect is getting now transferred to Billy Bean because he's still in the front office. Their but, payroll is so bad. But you, yeah, you, you got you to gotta tell the owner, man, start spending or something. Or you got you to gotta start writing checks too, man. You know where this I got the Oakland A's? I have them avoiding 111 losses, 52 and 110. No, that's not avoiding much. <laughs> I think they're horrible. I think the best hitter, Loriano, is missing the first 50 games of the he, season with the PEDs. He is. Yep, he is. The rotation's horrible. They just traded Manaya the other day. Yep. 
Frankie Montez is your number one starter. God forgive They're me. They're trying think it's to horrible. trade him too. <laughs> this team doesn't have anything. They got rid of Chapman. They got rid of Olsen. They got rid of Manaya. Who's their best hitter these days? Elvis Andrews. I mean, that is horrible. I do. I honestly do not know. I on. I wish I could tell you. I knew. Lodano. Sean Murphy's decent. He, he's a good catcher. Yeah, I got, they got rid of Olsen. Shit. Yeah, they, they don't have anything. So the Oakland A's. I think that's the worst team. That's a breakdown of the American League. I get Oakland as the worst team in the division. I get the White Sox as the best team. I got the White Sox as the best team, and the worst team is in their division. It's the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, you don't like the Royals this year, Connor. They I mean. stink. So let's move on to the National League. The National League East, in my opinion, there's three very good teams. There's two very bad teams. It was tough, to, it was tough for me to pick a first-place team in this division. It really was. Who do you got at first? I have the New York Mets, as much as it hates as much as it stab, I stab myself in the stomach for all those New York fans out there because that means the New York Mets would finish two games above us. I know. I hate us too, though. All right? And I hate me too. <laughs> but 89 and 73 for the Mets. I get the, I get the New York Mets finishing tied for second at 89 and 73. Uh, you know what? I'll just go through the top. 89 it, and 73. I have Atlanta in first at 92 and 70. Ooh. And then I have the Mets and Phillies both finishing tied for second at 89 and 73. I think any one of these three teams could win the division. The reason I have the Atlanta Braves finishing first, I think it's the same exact team as last year, except Matt Olson for Freddie Freeman. And as much as I love Freddie Freeman, I think it's an upgrade with the Freddie Freeman's getting up there in age. I think Matt Olson's an upgrade over there at first base. Ozzy Albee's going to have it close to an MVP season. I think Atlanta's great. I think they're going to. I think it would be somewhat to what they were last year. I think New York did more, though, than what they did. I like Matt Olson, but like you said, Freddie Freeman is already a superstar. So I kind of see it as a wash for me. I like Ozzy Albies a lot. I have Atlanta second at 86 and 76. And for Philly, uh, I have them at 80 and 82. And I don't, I'm not as high as everyone as Philly is, as everyone else is, or as you are, I should say, on Philly. I they signed Kyle Gibson. They look better on paper. They look better on paper, but my I'm going to say they always do. And let's see what Girardi does because yeah, Girardi has not impressed me, even though I'm a big Girardi guy. And But, yeah, I have them at 80 and 82, and I got the Marlins at fourth at 74 and 88. And... And then the Nationals in last? Nationals in last. I, lo- I love the Marlins about as much as anyone can love this horrible team. I think they have amazing pitching. Yeah, I mean, on here I wrote Washington, Miami. Then I did a little, I did some arrow work on my paper here. I wrote Miami is going to go to fourth place at sixty nine, yep. ninety three. Washington sixty five and ninety seven. I feel bad for those Nationals, a team that just won a World Series. You yeah. look on paper and they have Juan Soto, they got Steven Strasburg, but besides from those guys, their no roster one. is horrible. No one. I mean, Schwarber's not there anymore. The rotation, Patrick Corbin looks like he's going to be their opening day starter. He's terrible. Their bullpen's horrible. It's a complete rebuild over there. And you got to feel bad for Juan Soto because get, their he, best guy in the monster. lineup besides him is Nelson Cruz. He's a, and he's a monster. And Juan Soto is a bona fide top three player in this league. And that's, and that's so terrible for him. But he's already got the ship, so I don't feel that bad. So, so go through the mud, and we'll, they'll get you some young prospects to hopefully bring up. Um, the Braves are good. The Mets are good, and the Phillies are good. I yeah, mean, and the Marlins are about I'm gonna say a, a lineup away from being one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah, their their lineup's not great. They added it's terrible. Who they add? Avisil Garcia, Jorge Soler in the off season. It's terrible. I mean, they got a great their pitching staff is kind of underrated. I think a little bit. I think it's amazing. I think it's one. Of, I think it's one of the best staffs in baseball. But they're not. It's not going to show it because their lineup is so bad. 
Yeah, well, they get Sandy starting. They got Rogers. They got Lopez. Exactly. Sandy's amazing. Lopez is con- so consistent. I think Rogers is going to get better this year. Um, and he wasn't even that bad last year. I think he was very good. Um, they got another. They got another kid too. They got a lot of guys. Um, they got a lot of young kids at pitching, and Sandy Sandy's going to be so good this year again. Yeah, I, th- I just think they're going to have some trouble hitting the baseball. To be honest with you, yeah, that's and then it. The top three teams, hit. the top three teams are just so much better than them. It's crazy. Right, Chris, can I have another rum and coke? Thank you. Um, thanks. Yeah, I just think the the Braves are better, the Mets are better, and the Phillies are better because the pitching right. on the Mets. I know a lot of people are doubting it, but Degrom is out. But I believe in Scherzer. I believe Chris Scherzer's Bass could have good. a bounce back season. Oh, the, no, he had a great year last year with Oakland. Yeah, and then I think Taiwan Walker and Carlos Carrasco at the back end. It's not horrible. Right. No, it's solid. And let's solid. Who do you got in first in the Central? So, yeah, the, the East, you know those three teams. The Central, I got, might surprise you a little bit, but I have, I have a tie. Oh, no. I have the Cardinals and Brewers finishing. Okay. Thanks, Chris. I have the Cardinals and Brewers both at 91 and 71. 91 and 71, wow. I don't have them that far off, but I have, do have them 1-2 as well. I got Milwaukee in 94 and 68, and St. Louis at 89 and 73. Do the Brewers have the best rotation in the game? Oh, I, th- I think it's got to be up there. I mean, I mean, how about best pitching staff? Because It has to be. They have the best closer by far. Josh Hader is he's untouchable. And Devin Williams is a great setup man. That's why I picked him in fantasy. I mean, he's you got great. Suter, you got Boxberger. The pitching is very great. I just look at this. I look at this lineup, and I'm a little bit not. I'm not gonna get a lot. <laughs> it concerns me a lot. It concerns me a little bit. Yelich has to bounce back. Has to. McCutcheon's getting what is he? Almost forty years old. Yeah. I don't trust Hunter Renfro. Willie Adams is a good shortstop, but outside of those guys, the pitching better be freaking dominant. It better be. It better be. I know. I feel the same way. And St. Louis, they're just a. I kind of feel the same way because Flaherty, you know, he gets hurt. Um, but they have, they have very good pitching outside of that. Wayne Wright is another year older, oh, but I guess he's going to be fine. I guess, you know, he's going to continue doing his thing. They have – St. Louis has good bats, not great bats. They don't have – Yeah, they're getting up there in age. Outside of Goldschmidt, they don't really have any – someone who's going to give you 30 home runs and give you any real pop. I mean – Watch out for Tyler O'Neill again. He could I, have a good season. I mean, I like, I like Tyler O'Neill, and I like um, – who's that other guy that plays the outfield for them? That, that's a young kid. Um, uh, you're talking about Harrison Bader? No, Bader's good too, though. The well, other they got O'Neill, they got Bader. I mean, I know the corners. They got Goldschmidt and Arenado. I just saw this team last year. Arenado's very good. Yeah. You're thinking about Grichik's gone. Grichik, no, yeah, it's a, the kid. They, it's a kid they brought up. He's on the outfield. You're talking Dylan about Carlson. Dylan Carlson. That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Dylan Carlson. <laughs> yeah, Dylan Carlson's in right Car- field. Carlson's not gonna hit you 25 home runs, but he's gonna be back close to. 300. We're getting old. We can't think of these things anymore. Exactly, but he's a very good player too. So I guess St. Louis. Second. I think the Cardinals lineup could be better than the Brewers lineup from one to nine. Ooh, it very well could be. But the rotation, I just think these teams are neck and neck, and then. I think the Cardinals finish in first because they're going to win the season series. Maybe a couple Arenado walk-off home runs. Could be. What do, what do you have the Cardinals record as? 89-73. Oh, so pretty close. I think they're going to be good. And then, third place. I think third place is terrible. I think three through five of this division is like picking, picking the Pirates, Phillies, and Red Sox to come out of the Eastern Youth Baseball Militia Park. Terrible. terrible. Who do you get in third? Chicago Cubs, 68-94. I get the Reds in third at 73-89. Cubs in fourth at sixty nine and ninety three. Oh, I have the Reds at fourth at sixty four and ninety eight because. So why do you think the Reds have been? I mean, the Pirate, the Cubs have been the Reds. 
Um, because I think the Cubs are trying a little bit this year. They signed like Clint Clint Frazier. Um, uh, they have. I mean, they don't have a ton of talent. I know they. I know they shipped out everyone, but I do think that they. I do believe in Dave Ross a little bit, and honestly, I don't believe in Cincinnati as an organizational standpoint. I think last year they were very. They were a step away from making the playoffs, and they traded everyone this year. Yeah, I completely um, agree. That's and so that kind of sends the wrong message to a team. I think they kind of kind of throw it in the towel to begin this year. Um, so I have them fourth, and the only reason, and honestly, that's and that's a horrible organization sign for a horrible horrible organization. Normally, that team would finish last in their division, like Baltimore does. Oh, easily. Or Kansas City does. The only reason they don't finish last is because they're in, in the same division as the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> and Both they, these teams are going downhill. Pittsburgh is, I mean, I have them as quite literally the worst team in baseball. I think they are going to be bottom of the barrel, like, next just come. 48 and 114. Like, I got them at 63 and 99. So avoiding the 100 losses, respect to them. Real quickly, the Reds are at 73 and 89. I think the rotation is, if Luis Castillo is healthy, I think the rotation could be good with Tyler Maley and Vladimir Gutierrez. I think they trade Castillo before the If they trade Castillo, they could finish in last. <laughs> The Cubs are a team that ever since they won that World Series, I mean, they get nobody left. Rizzo's That's gone, true. Bryant's gone, Schwarber's gone. They counted on friggin' Frank Schwindel, Patrick Wisdom. Frank Schwindel. They, they counted on Schwindel, Wisdom. <laughs> I mean, their rotation is not great. Their their lineup's not great. They did add Marcus Stroman in the offseason, which can help. And then the Pirates are horrible. I mean, my dad's a Pittsburgh Pirate fan because they were Roberto Clemente days. Wow. But, I mean... They're counting on Cabrian Hayes and Kevin Newman on the left side of the infield to be superstars right now. They need a new owner. They you know need... who their number one starter is? You want to talk about a team that doesn't spend any money? Pittsburgh Pirates. You know who they're starting on opening day? No. Jose Quintana. What? Yeah, I mean, I, he's not horrible, but you want to start Jose Quintana on opening day? No. I'd rather go out there and what go What does the... their rotation look like? Uh, from the top of my head, you got JT Brubacher, you got Mitch Keller, you got Jose Quintana, and then you got a pile of garbage at the bottom of it. Oh I mean, it's bad from one to five. I'd be shocked if this Pirates team doesn't finish in last. And then the Reds and Cubs. I mean, the lineups are better with these teams, but the payroll, the payroll is making them horrible. 48 and 114, man, I'm telling you. O'Neill Cruz is in AAA, so. You got to come up soon. Is there a charge here? Because we're at 9%. You got it. Uh, do you need a charge in this? Yeah, or, the, it's or, a, no, the computer's at 9. The Mac. We'll find one. Yeah, the Reds, the Reds and Cubs, in my opinion, it just it doesn't look well from top to bottom. Who do you think the Who do you think the key is to the? They got one. Yeah, it's over here. Where? Oh my god! <laughs> We're gonna have to move this. Hold on. <laughs> this is gonna be the funniest episode of all time. <laughs> all right, let's see if we get the NL West. I hope you guys can see us. It's a finished shot. All right, so yeah, the NL West. Who do you got at first? The Dodgers, obviously. They have the 105 and 67. Do you need your notebook? Yeah. <laughs> 105 and 67. All right. Yeah, obviously, this team added Freddie. All right, we're at the Dodgers, the NL West. This team added Freddie Freeman. Um, we all know how good the Dodgers are every single year. They're going to do whatever it takes to win the division. I think they're amazing. Um, they one through three might be the best one through three in the do game. Do they still have Trey Turner? They got Trey Turner. So they got, they're fine. They have Bellinger. Who'd they lose? He'll bounce back. They lost Seager, I think, right? That's all they lost? They, they lost Seager. They're, 
They traded Pollock. I don't know who starts at shortstop. They're going to sell They're going to be fine. Who I starts at shortstop? They get Gavin Lux is there. I mean, oh, they have Chris Taylor still. I think one through nine, this could be one of the best lineups in the game. I mean, this team is awesome. You got Bueller. If Kershaw's healthy, to me, this... Kershaw's very This good. is the team to beat. Kershaw's very good. What do, you, what do you think about Kenley Jansen being gone? Um, I don't think it hurts them that much. I think they'll be fine. I don't know who they have in the bullpen, to be honest with you. Well, they, they got um, who they, Phil Bickford's in the bullpen, Will Smith. I mean, not Will Smith. Huh? Bruce Gratterall, however you pronounce huh? his name. What the? Is, I, I, should I be worried? 105 <laughs> and 67, I have the Dodgers. 108 and 54. Well, yeah, exactly. They're going to be fine. They, they have a bunch of starting pitching. They, they got, they're solid all around. You, I would put this team on a straight trip to the World Series. Who do you have finishing in second behind the Dodgers? The Giants. I think, th- I think they're a very good team at 97 and 65. I think they're going to come down to earth, though, obviously. They're not going to win the division again. I think people are underrating San Diego. I got San Diego in second, 98 and 64. I have the Giants in third. Massive disappointment, 85 and 77 this season. Oof, okay. I have San Diego at third and 93 and 69. I think San Diego is really good. I just, Tatis is missing the first half of the season. And yeah. I, I, I still think they're a good baseball team outside of that. They have Machado, and I love Cronenworth. Um, is Blake Snell going to do it? Like, is you Darvish going to come to the table? Like, oh, where's Connor? The, right the, pitching, the pitching is a mixed bag so far. You know why I like this team a little bit more nowadays, San Diego? We're going to get out of Clevenger. You got Clevenger, but the top, I think the rotation, I don't know why, but you look at this rotation on paper, I think it's unbelievable. It I like you, Darvish. Be, it's not great. I really like you, Darvish. I think Blake Snell, when he, when he gets his act together, can be phenomenal. When? When is that going to happen? It didn't happen all last year. I think Sean Manaya can be very good for this rotation. Yeah, but he hasn't pitched in this rotation yet. No, he hasn't, but he's pitching the game. Every, every, I understand. That's what I'm saying. That's why I have third, though, because everyone in this rotation. And who? Joe Musgrove, I think, if he's healthy. Oh, oh Musgrove. He, another guy who has no control whatsoever. It's a lot of walks waiting to happen, but if they get their, if they get their strikeouts together, I think this one through five rotation could be great, and the, bull, the bullpen's key. This lineup has no control. All, all, these, all these guys have like, succeeded outside of San Diego, and they come here. You think the Giants are good, though? I think the Giants are solid. I think they're developing young talent. I think Gabe Kapler is one of the best coaches in the MLB. And if Fourth, I have the Colorado Rockies at 66 and 96. Listen, I don't think this team is that bad. I think it's just bad. Um, yeah, Colorado and Arizona aren't great. And Arizona is terrible, but I think they're I think they're taking a step forward. At least they're trying. And unlike some of these other last place teams like Pittsburgh and Baltimore and Kansas City, they're at least trying. 59-103 for Arizona. The thing with Colorado and Arizona, you look at them. I got Colorado at 76 and 86. Arizona at 64 and 98. Yeah. Both their rotations aren't horrible. I mean, with right. Colorado at the top, you got the German Marquez, you got right. um, Sensalenta, you got Freeland. Arizona has what? They have Gallon, they have uh, yeah. Weaver. The rotations aren't horrible. Yeah. But then you look at both the lineups, and in Colorado, you know, if you hit, if you hit a freaking fly ball, it's going to go out of the yard. Right. And in Arizona, it's not the same way there. But I just think Colorado. <laughs> you got to kill the ball in freaking the Grand Canyon. Yeah. But. If Colorado gets their if gets their guys to at least make contact, I think the lineup is still solid. Right. No, it's definitely a solid lineup, and I think it's a slightly better than Arizona at this point. Um, yeah, I think Arizona's horrible. I just don't think their lineup's that great at all. They signed Kettle Marte to a lot of money. Christian Walker is going to have a downgrade of a season to me. 
I just don't think they're outfield. Paven Smith is a guy to watch for them in the outfield, but Colorado's lineup's better. Their pitching's better. But after two weeks, they're going to realize that they both stink and yeah. they're not going to win the division anyways. Right. They're, they need to start focusing on scouting the draft, I would say. Let's get to the playoffs. Connor, who do you have in the playoffs for each league? <sighs> okay, so it's obviously expanded this year. So there's Six teams make it in each. There's six teams. So my one seed is the Chicago White Sox. My two seed is a tie between the Seattle Mariners and the Tampa Bay Rays, and I had the Seattle Mariners winning that tiebreaker, and they're going to be the two getting the bye. So my three seed is the Tampa Bay Rays. My four seed would then be the Toronto Blue Jays. My five seed would be the Houston Astros, and my six seed would be the New York Yankees. Wow. So I have one, the White Sox, two, the Toronto Blue Jays, three, the Houston Astros, four, the Seattle Mariners, Five, the Boston Red Sox. And six, the New York Yankees. Wow. So I have, I'll run through it real quick. Wild card, I got Houston beating the Yankees three games to one. Wow. I got the Red Sox beating the Mariners three games to one. Wow. Divisional round, White Sox over the Red Sox four to two. Wow. Astros over the Blue Jays four to one. American League Championship Series, White Sox will be going to the World Series, beating the Houston Astros in seven games. Wow. I'll run through it right now. I got... Yankees beating the Tampa Bay Rays three games to two. I got the Toronto Blue Jays beating the Houston Astros three games to one. And then I have the New York Yankees beating the Seattle Mariners four games to two. And then I have Chicago White Sox beating the Toronto Blue Jays four games to three. And then I have the Chicago White Sox facing the New York Yankees going seven to go to the World Series. White Sox? And the New York Yankees are going to the World Series for <laughs> the on. first time since 2009. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You know what? I'll say this right here on the show right Seven now. Seven game series. Right here on the show right now. <laughs> when we do our World Series episode on all the balls, if the New York Yankees do make the World Series, I will show up in a Yankees hat. I will show up in a Yankees shirt. Right here, right now. If the Yankees are in the World Series, that will happen. But it's not happening, so we're not going to have to worry about it. And that's fine. But what I want is this. When the Yankees win it, you're going to the parade. You're going to the parade. We're going to the parade. All right, fine. I'll go. If the Yankees win the World Series, we're I'm going to the parade. Going. All the balls. I'll, I'll go to the parade if the Yankees win the World all Series. All the balls. That's Jake. All the balls. We'll take a trip to the parade. Virtual agreement. I'll dap you up for you, Jake. We're all going. But what if the Red Sox win the World Series? Uh, no, you guys wanted too much. I'm oh, not. come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm not doing it. All right, so Connor has the Yankees in the World Series. I get the White Sox in the World Series. What about the National League? Okay, so I'll run through my seedings, and then you can run, run through it. I'm going to have to run away from you. So I got the Dodgers in first and second. I got the Milwaukee Brewers in third. I got the New York Mets. They're going to have to end up playing the... Um, six seed in this, but the four seed right now is the San Francisco Giants. The five seed is the San Diego Padres, and the six seed, who's playing the New York Mets first round, is the St. Louis oh. Cardinals. So I got the Dodgers at one. Atlanta Braves coming in at second place. I have the St. Louis Cardinals at three. Ooh. San Diego Padres at four. Wow. Milwaukee five, and the New York Mets at six. Wild card round. I got the Mets over the Cardinals. San Diego beating Milwaukee. Divisional round, the Padres beating the Dodgers in seven games. Oh, my. The Braves beating the Mets in six games. NLCS, the Padres beating the Braves in six games to set up a World Series 
between the Chicago White Sox and the San Diego Padres. Unbelievable. That is truly, truly unbelievable. I'm astonished. So this sets up a three seed versus six seed, though. But the six seed wins. The Cardinals win three games to two over the New York Mets. And in the four or five seed game, the Padres win three games to one over the San Francisco Giants. And then we move to the Milwaukee Brewers winning four games to two over the St. Louis Cardinals. And the Dodgers win four games to one over the Padres to set up a Dodgers-Brewers NLCS championship. And the Dodgers-Brewers win four Dodgers win four games to one pretty easily. So you Dodgers-Yankees? Dodgers-Yankees in the who's, World Series. Who's winning it? I'll tell you this. It's going seven games. <laughs> it's going seven games. This Yankee, you didn't pick a winner? This line, this Yankees lineup is unreal, man. I, I'm telling you, Giancarlo was about to go on a tear last year. They just got bounced out. They're going to barely make it this year, and they're going to go on a run. And the New York Yankees are oh, going to be World Series champions, and all the balls is going to go to the parade. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, if the Yankees win, we're going to the parade. But the parade, you want to know where the parade's going to happen this year? What? The parade will be taking place in Chicago. I have the White Sox, the White Sox beating the Padres four games to two. The Padres. We're going to have Lance Lynn celebrating. We're going to have Paul Canerco making his comeback at the parade. We're going to have Frank Thomas taking his shirt off, having a send-off for the whole city of Chicago because we're not talking about the Cubs. We're not talking about the Blackhawks. We're not talking about the Chicago Bulls. We're talking about the Chicago White Sox four games to two against the San Diego Padres to celebrate a World Series where Luis Robert wins MVP. Unbelievable. Before we say goodbye, before we say goodbye on the show, Connor, you want to see your award winners? Yeah, I do. Uh, My MVP for the whole year would be Vlad Jr. for the AL and for the NL would be Francisco Lindor. MVP in the American League, I got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. National League. Mookie Betts is going to come back and have a hell of a season. MVP. My AL Cy Young of the year is Lucas Giolito for the White Sox, and for the NL is Walker Buehler. American League, I went with Shane Bieber. National League, winning back-to-back Cy Youngs, I got Corbin Burns. Wow, I love that pick. Rookie of the year for the AL, I got Julio Rodriguez for the Seattle Mariners, and for the NL, I got Hunter Green for the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, Hunter Green's a good pitcher. I think he's the key to the Reds. If Hunter Green produces like he's supposed to produce... The Reds could be closer to 500 than people think. American League, I got Julio Rodriguez, just like Connor Howe does. National League, watch out for... We don't need to worry about Buster Posey anymore because the Giants have a catcher by the name of Joey Bart that is ready to prove all the doubters wrong. Joey Bart, National League Rookie of the Year. I'm ready to see what he can do. For Coach of the Year, I have Tony La Russa for the Chicago White Sox. And for the NL, Craig Council for the Milwaukee Brewers. American League, I got Rocco Baldelli producing with the Minnesota Twins in the National League. The Mr., the one and only, the Bob of all Bobs, Bob Melvin of the San Diego Padres, Coach of the Year in the National League. Who I somehow still thought was coaching the Oakland A's, and he's lucky he got out of there. Yeah, he's lucky he's out of that disaster. That's a big-time disaster over there. That's like coaching T-ball if you want to coach over there in Oakland right now. Now he gets to do something with a real team, with real talented players. It. With an owner that wants to win. Yes, they want to win over in San Diego compared to Oakland. You just gotta, you better watch out if you even go in your house in Oakland these days. I mean, <laughs> it's dangerous over there in that city. It is very dangerous. But, but it was a hell of a show, Connor. Thanks for coming back. I mean, I'm, I'm as ready for this baseball season as ever. I, I think I'm going to get to at least 15 Red Sox games this season. 
I'm already thinking about the sausages, the Fenway Franks. Just going over there, looking at the Green Monster. I mean, a nice sunny day. There's nothing better than going to Fenway Park. Oh, man, I'm, I'm excited for this baseball season. I mean, 162 games, though, so it's going to be a long one. Uh, well, I'm obviously going to get out to one or two. But. Yeah, you better get your sleep in. I mean, there's going to be those nights where you're just watching the, the Oakland A's and Padres in the night just wondering what, what player is going to hit a home run. <laughs> I, yeah, I am. I'm I'm gonna be thankful though because there are gonna be nights where I'm gonna want to go to bed at twelve o'clock and I want to fall asleep to something, something live, something happening, and you know baseball's always on. Yeah, it's a great sport. I'm excited for the season. There's a couple rule changes we talked about last week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the the DH in the National League. Yeah, the the guy on second is staying in extra innings for now, which I like. I don't like that. At you don't all. like it? I think that stinks. You'd rather see the twenty one inning Give me game in April. Twenty one innings, bro. Waste all your pitchers. I don't care. I don't care. Hey, you know I, what? I do it in the show. You should do it in real life. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I gotta, speaking of the show, i got to get that. To, to, maybe tonight. Is Walmart still open? Um, um, I'm, we'll, still, we'll I'm still playing the old one. We'll figure that out afterwards. But, yeah, Connor, thanks for joining. We'll see if all of our predictions come true. Yankees, Red Sox, it should be a battle this season. Thursday, Red Sox win that game 6-3. to three. But we'll talk about that on a later date. Absolutely. Go Buckeyes. Yeah, yeah, go Buckeyes. That's all I got. The Th- thanks to Jake if you're still listening. Go thanks Yankees. to Connor. It should be a fun season. Uh, thanks to Chris su- su- supplying the rum and cokes, uh, the Mai Tais, the, the pink Moscatos. It was a pleasure. Have a good night, everyone. Isles, baby. Yeah. Jets. Yes.